Welcome one and all back to the podcast, Jacob's Chatter. I am your host, Jacob. All right, so if you're still here listening after that last episode, you probably won't be after this one. Now, I don't know if I said from the beginning, but I would try to be objective um, in this podcast. I try not to go into it with a decision already made in mind. I'm, I'm a generally an open-minded person. Um, but I do form opinions like most of you. My opinions are based on fact, not a simple love of an institution. So I'm going to disregard all this facts right here for this thing I love so much, you know. But let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, We're going to talk about the police today. And let me start off by saying I don't hate the police. Okay, That's not something I do. I think that generally they provide a service, as it is a job, they provide a service that the rest of us generally benefit from. You can see policing as a whole as a deterrent from um, overall gangs just running down the street, but... um, that is where I side with the defund the police um, side of that argument. Now let's let's again let's state the facts. Let's be clear here. When I say defund the police, I don't mean hey let's let's take all of their money. I say, what I'm saying is you've got the city of Caldwell, you know, city of Caldwell, Idaho, that felt the need to by military surplus equipment in the form of an anti-mine vehicle. Well, I don't know about you, but I think it's been a few years since the last time I was driving down Caldwell and some gang had decided to put up IEDs alongside the road or, or that time that North Korea had come over here, put a bunch of landmines all over the ground. I'm, of course, being sarcastic. There are not landmines just covering the streets of Caldwell. So I find use of a military-grade anti-mine tank pointless. Not to mention the fact that it just costs the tax... The taxpayers bought that. The police use their budget, which comes from taxpayer money, to buy a useless vehicle and then drive on taxpayer-funded roads, degrading the life of those roads. So yes, to anybody still listening, I do care about the roads because I don't want to have to continue to put up new and new roads every other year because an overzealous police department felt the need to get a new toy. There's no need for it. You're going to say SWAT. Oh, they needed it for responding to an incident at a house. Did they, though? I mean, SWAT vehicles work just as well and aren't going to tear up the roads. I mean, this thing has got away a couple of tons, at least, and that's when it's not loaded full of guys that are, you know, 
strapped to the teeth with their military-grade rocket launchers or grenade launchers. No? So, that is the defund part I, I agree with. I don't, I don't agree with just let's disband our police forces altogether. I say let's, first off, let's start with any, any sort of uh, perceived racial injustice, okay? Um, whether you believe or not, let's look at the institution as a whole. Let's look at the facts. Now, all day long, you're going to have people arguing, well, you know, we can't just get rid of the police. Again, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if we look at the institution as a whole and find that it is deeply flawed, we should start from the bottom, working our way towards the top. Let's we'll completely redo this thing. Let's completely restructure. That's where you start. You start with not persecuting police who point out crimes of fellow police officers. I mean, I, I work in the trash industry, but there's not a there's not a, 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 a an untold secret that you don't rat on on fellow garbage men. If somebody does does a crime, you report that crime. That's how things go. I mean, that's that is the law. And yet, you know, you have a police officer over here who. This guy, uh, you know, he, he's going into convenience stores. And he doesn't pay for stuff, ever. It's either that or he's going in and he's, eh, we protect your store from getting knocked over by drug dealers, so uh, why don't you give me a little bit of money? I don't have any examples of these things happening, but I'm saying when you have dirty cops and fellow police officers choose to choose, they make the choice not to say anything, well, generally that choice of not saying anything comes from a world of intimidation and fear of don't you say anything or you're going to go out on a call and find yourself with no backup. Now, there are examples of that. There's plenty of examples. It takes two seconds to get online and, and find plenty of examples. <clears throat> but let's get back to, let's get back to the main argument here. Our the police required by law to protect you. Well, the Supreme Court does not seem to agree with that statement. Um, there's been plenty of examples, but let's go with the one that set precedent. Back in 1989, 1989 there was uh, there's a little boy by the name of Joshua DeShaney. Okay? four-year-old boy who became comatose and then was profoundly retarded due to traumatic head injury. This happened because his father had beaten him. His father had beaten him so badly that he went into a coma and then became severely mentally retarded after that. And for those of you that don't like the words I'm using, well, those are the words, those are the facts, okay? Flame retardant is a word, so I'm not using it in a derogatory sense either. 
Um, if you don't like it, I guess you and your snowflake self can walk off somewhere else with the cops hand in hand. Um, it was his mother who sued the, uh, the Winnebago County Department of Social Justices, Social Services, arguing, uh, well, her lawyer argued that Joshua's liberty interest in bodily integrity in violation of its rights under the substantive component of the 14th Amendment Amendment's due process clause by failing to intervene to protect him against his father's violence. The court ruled against that in a 6-3 decision. They ruled against that. They ruled that, no, the police are not required to protect you. But that's, that's not the only time something like this has happened. Uh, there was another. Uh, there was another case. Um, Warren v. District of Columbia. Three women were being held captive, held hostage by two men over the course of fourteen hours. Um, in that time, the women managed to twice escape and call the police. after which they were beaten, robbed, and raped. And the police never came. The women, the women sued, but an appellate court judge held that the fundamental principle of American law is that a government and its agents are under no general duty to provide public services, such as police protection to any individual citizen. So precedent was set with little Josh DeShaney. Precedent was set by the United States Supreme Court. So it would make sense that uh, it would make sense that you would have someone um, you would have someone who is a judge who would say, well, yeah, they're under no legal right to. I mean, they're looking at precedent, and that's the unfortunate part about precedent. If that case had been handled right, the social services people had failed. They had received multiple complaints, but had failed to remove little Joshua from his father's care. which led to him being beaten and put in a coma. So you can argue all day long that the police are, you know, their job, that's their job to protect you. Legally, it's gray area. It's murky at best. You might say that, but the Supreme Court already decided that. Precedent has been set for, you know, 30 years, almost for, for 40, maybe 40 years now, precedent has been set that the cops are under no legal obligation to help you. This could happen again. I could, I could be sit out, sitting out here recording this podcast and hear somebody break into my house, so I call the cops to let them know and then I run in the house. 
could end up getting stabbed. The guy end up leaving, and still, I would end up right here with uh, with very little to show for it. Um, that that's the overall major problem right here is that we have a, a particular group of citizens that um, seem to be held above the rest which shouldn't be the case unfortunately this is an issue that we are deeply divided on. Let's try one more example, a more recent example took place. Uh, oh, when did that take place? 2012, 2011? Uh, there was a 28 hour killing spree that lasted in New York City from February 11th to the 12th which involved the killing of four people and the wounding of four others. The guy's name was Maxim Gelman. He was eventually arrested and he pled guilty to his crimes. Um, you're probably wondering where, where, where does this all, well, let's talk about his last, let's talk about his last victim, by the, a man by the name of Joseph Lucido. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Joseph was on the was on on a subway. Um, he was on on a subway. Um, in New York City, when this crazy guy decided to come at him. Well, the police thinking he had a gun I mean, they also have guns, but locked themselves in the front cab with the uh, driver leaving Mr. Lozito to be stabbed oh, half a dozen times or more Um, it was the it was um, attorneys for the city of New York that argued the same thing because precedent was set that the police had no duty to protect Lizito or any other person from Gelman so these are just the few I've found before getting on here and talking to you people but it begs the question, at what point are we willing to admit that there needs to be some change? Hmm. Police are so-called public, public servants, but the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court has decided that they are under no legal obligation to protect you, which is 
unfortunate. Why would I? Why would I go to a bakery and buy a loaf of bread if it wasn't going to be filled with bread when I got it home? Maybe a terrible example, but why would I pay for a police service if they're not going to protect me from a crazy person? Okay, I guess it would be. Why would I play a, pay a plumber to come to my house and fix my toilet when I'm paying him money, but he's not coming out to my house and fixing my toilet? He keeps saying, he'll fix your toilet. He'll fix your toilet. I can't think of people having... Plumbers on call, but that would be that would be the closest example. Having a plumber on call and you're paying him all this money, and then eventually your toilet breaks in the middle of the night, and you you know, call him up, hey, I paid you all that, I paid you a couple thousand dollars, you come fix my toilet? Oh, I can't, I'm busy right now. Well, why not? I paid you money. Yeah, but I've got other stuff to do. You know. Um. I guess one last one. Uh. Broward County, if anybody remembers it, where that uh, crazy guy went through that school, Nicholas Cruz, went through the school and shot up all those people, some of which died. Um, and you had that officer there. That hid. He's known as the Coward of Broward. For good reason. All those children died that didn't need to. Because this man hid. This man and his lawyer argued that he was under no legal obligation to protect his children. Why do you think the lawyer argued that? <clears throat> because precedent was set, unfortunately. Precedent was set by the highest court in the land that the police are under no legal obligation. So this is where it keeps coming back to. It keeps coming back to that one case, and that is the problem, is that precedent was set over 40 years ago, and we're still relying on something that happened 40 years ago to set our precedent. Amy, granted, it shouldn't have gone that way. One could make the argument easily, very easily, but he was warned. Those people were warned multiple times that this was happening to this kid and they did nothing. Well, why why are we not trying harder as 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 a, as a civilization? We hold so many other people up to higher stand, to to high standards. Yet when it comes to the police, it's uh yeah, let's I mean, there are police officers. Let's, you know, let's cut them some slack. Okay, but at what expense are we willing to cut them some slack? How many of you people have needed the police there in a life or death situation? How many people have been held hostage, beaten, robbed, and raped in a 14-hour period after having twice called the police to let them know where they were at and what was going on? I I don't know how many of you people have had those exact situations. And while some people might have 
fond memories of the police or family members that, you know, serve. Kudos to you. I don't generally have a problem with the police, as I said at the beginning. I, you know, I respect them. They have a job to do, but I also have a job. Speaking of which, does anybody happen to know on uh, on the scale of most fatal jobs in the United States right now, does anybody happen to know where police fall at on the fatality rate of their job? 16th. 16th. Um... Refuse workers, trash workers, my job, number five. I have a higher likelihood of going to work and not coming back than a police officer does. But I don't see the parades for me or my fellow workers. I don't see people thanking me. In fact, more times than not, I get nasty phone calls from people who seem to think they know better. And they want me to do it this way or they're going to cancel and go with somebody else. See, that's the thing you can you can do in a free market uh, job like trash service. You can just call the other guys. You can say, well, screw you if you're not going to do exactly what I say you have to do. Even even though the person's probably wrong, as it happens more times than not, that people are wrong. Um, that that is 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 what is a bit insulting at times. Uh, my job industry number five, cops are number sixteen, which means there are fifteen other people ahead of them. 15 other jobs that are more dangerous than police officers. I'm not saying their job isn't dangerous. I'm saying they, like the other 15 job industries, chose that job. They didn't call it deadliest catch for a reason. You don't think people go overboard and drown? It's, it's life. Folks, and unfortunately, we seem to have forgotten that there are as there are times when I would love, I would love to be able to not have cops getting murdered, not having trash workers emptying somebody's trash in a car eh, gets a little too close and clips them. But I think we need to stop by glorifying police because it is a job. They chose that job. I chose my job too. When I chose the job, I didn't know that, uh, that my job industry carried a higher likelihood of me dying. Uh, Top five, folks. I think I've mentioned that already. 
I'm assuming a police officer generally assumes there's risk. I mean, there are guns involved in their job. There's no guns involved in my job. I don't get a, I don't get a gun. But I still have a higher likelihood of dying. Probably not by a gun, though. Um, we need to stop glorifying people for their choices. I, If you can't... You have to be able to make a decision if you're going to be an officer. That decision is, are you willing to lay your life on the line if it was required? If you can't make that sacrifice, shouldn't be a cop. Simple as that. If you are somebody who faints at the sight of blood, you probably shouldn't be a doctor. <clears throat> yeah? That's just it. If you're somebody who has severe social anxiety and does not like talking well with other people, you probably shouldn't work at a grocery store. Or really any place where you're going to have high contact with customers. That is, if you're the if you're an Amish person, you probably shouldn't work at a phone bank. I mean, all those phones, all that technology—it's probably against your God. So, no. the point I'm making here is, if you can't bring yourself to acknowledge that you may possibly have to lay your life on the line for other people to continue living and having a free life. Well, I guess don't be a cop. There are plenty of other jobs I'm sure you'd be better suited for. Math teacher. I'm not saying math teachers are cowards, by the way. I'm what is the fatality rate of math teachers? Pretty low, I'd guess. There are just a couple minutes left in this, so let's let's wind back to the initial crux of the argument. Police. They're not obligated to protect you. But they should be providing a service. And I'd say that service would be protecting you. Unfortunately, we all seem to get too wrapped up in ourselves. We immediately politicize everything. We think, well, this is a Republican matter. Or this is a, a Democrat issue. You know? That's not the case. You don't have Republican and Democrat issues. You have issues. So let's stop trying to politicize the police. And let's work to solve these issues as fellow Americans, as fellow citizens. Let's stop with the immediately jumping to police defense. You hear, defend the police. Oh, well, police provide a service. Based on what? Based on all the evidence I've given to the contrary, they are not required to help anybody. And 
cities will even go out of their way to argue that, that they have no legal obligation to protect you. Now, while I've spent this most of this time talking about uh, talking about how the police aren't required to protect you, and yes, I have for the most part um, stayed away from the other side of that issue, but it is an issue that does need talked about, so we'll talk about it here, and that is. Racism and police brutality. We'll touch on it here for a minute, but it seems like a whole episode in itself. The police generally do good. But you do have areas where black people are being stopped at a rate ten times that to their white counterparts. Black people are being shot by the police 10 times to that of their white counterparts. And people will go out all day long and show you, oh, well, look at this guy that got hit by, or the police did this to this guy, and all those guys were white. Population-wise, there is a higher population of white to black in America. If you look at that ratio though of crime you're gonna see that while yes the cops do occasionally screw up on the white guy too more times than not it's happening to the black guy or a person of color and that is an issue it's a big issue the problem is that People that are so-called adults, you can't see it, I'm doing air quotes right now. They seem to think that, well, you know, the cops are, they're not racist. Okay, maybe that guy shouldn't have had a gun. Well, it wasn't a gun, it was a knife. Okay, well, maybe he shouldn't have reached for the knife. Well, there was three of them. You know, you can keep, we can do this all day, all day long and go back and forth. The, uh, the guy that was uh, recently shot in the back seven times by a police officer. Regardless of criminal status, the police are not executioners. We need to keep that in mind. The police's job it's to bring somebody in to face justice. If somebody breaks the law, you know that thing that they swore to uphold and protect? If somebody breaks the law and um, they see it, well, again, we could argue that they're not legally obligated to, but they should be stopping you from breaking the law. If a warrant is issued for somebody's arrest, the, again, the police, their job would be to execute that warrant 
If they know where the guy's at, bring him in. But, again, more times than not, it doesn't happen. The police are under no legal obligation to help us and protect us. So basically, I'm funneling a large amount of my money. The median police salary, by the way, is uh, uh, $60,000, while the median um, trash worker salary is closer to $30,000. Just, just facts, as they are. This guy's getting paid more money. While, yes, he does risk his life, even though it is less likely he's going to die out there on the street. Um, the police's job is to bring that criminal in. You know what the police's job isn't? It isn't to decide right then and there that uh, this guy is a criminal. And I'm going to go ahead and just execute him right now, even though he hasn't had his day in court. Which... Again, you can try to argue all you want, but if you were truly an American citizen, you would realize this is what sets us apart from the world, from the rest of the world, is that we have rules and laws, and those laws say every person is due their day in court. You may not agree with that. You may think this piece of scum deserves to die. Well, that may be. But then you also couldn't say all lives matter. Because all lives matter doesn't get to have an asterisk next to it. They, they, it doesn't. But again, that is also a subject for a, another podcast. We'll pencil that in for something at a later time. Um, I, I, I think we've reached... Our end. I already know that I've probably not swayed anybody's opinion. Most of you came into this with uh, a certain set of ideas, and you're going to leave with that same set of ideas. But I would like to think that maybe somebody out there might give this a listen and think for themselves. Again, I'm not trying to say let's disband police forces. All I'm saying is with the defund movement, we could take away that. Take away money that they use to buy stupid, outrageous toys. Maybe fund community outreach programs. Maybe fully fund the social services programs so that when you have people with mental disabilities that are having... They're having a meltdown. You've got somebody who went to school who was trained to come there and talk that person down using a calming voice. Um, just as a last minute example of that, uh, when I worked uh, with developmentally disabled people, we did have the police called once. And they came and while they were kind and courteous, had zero problem with them. It was then, it was back then, the officer said, um, we, it's a waste of our time to come out here on most of this stuff. These guys just want someone to talk to sometimes. Either they don't have that or um, something sets them off. 
and you've got people such as myself who are not fully trained how to handle those situations. Basically, I'm a glorified pill caddy. My whole job is to give that guy pills. I don't have any extensive training <clears throat> on how to handle somebody, which is a huge flaw in that industry. You're going to pay somebody $7.25 an hour. You really expect me to do much past, well, that's not my issue. Let the cops get called. But again, I, <laughs> I've gone over and I seem to be rambling at this point. Uh... As always, check us out on Facebook and my personal Twitter account. I'll go ahead and get one set up for this just as soon as I can. Go ahead and contact me through Facebook, through the Facebook page, or go ahead and send me a direct message. Um, I hope you all stay safe and have a good rest of your day.